guys to talk about, and we got to decide on the rating system at the end, right? Because I know we all rate stuff differently, so we may have to do that. But this is going to be really loosey goosey because this is our first so we one. To find a standardized rating system. Yeah, or at least the one we all agree on. Yeah. Because I sometimes use like letter you grades. Try and, get there. and you use like seven point five, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> what's that? Number. Got a guy number. I, I got to do, do one through ten. Yeah, one or one to five, whatever. Right? Okay. So, oh, are we recording? Yeah. Okay. Let's already shoot. Okay. So, welcome. This is our very first. Hopefully, ongoing geek cast. Uh, we don't have a name for this group yet, but we are going to be talking about. I do. Okay. And <laughs> so, I already said it. Also, let's. Uh, I will Say it out myself. loud. I'm our host and moderator, Arthur Wu, um, and we're going to be talking about the movie Days of Future Past. Um, we, you know, that came out recently, the past two months. Uh, just to frame the conversation a little bit, this movie is the seventh movie in the whole X Men franchise. So, for those of you unfamiliar, there was X Men One, X Men Two, X Men United. X-Men 3, The Last Stand, Wolverine Origins, The Wolverine, X-Men First Class, and now this is the seventh movie, Days of Future Past. All right, we did all the time. Okay, so now, going back for a little more his historical background, this movie is actually based on a comic book series uh, off of the uncan based on the story of Days of Future Past, Uncanny X-Men uh, in the early to mid-80s. Um, issue 141 and 142, written by Chris Claremont on John and John Byrne. Classic story, some differences in there, so when you start to see the movie, uh, it's actually uh, Wolverine who goes in the past, in the original story, it's actually uh, Kitty Pride, Shadow Cat. They change some characters a little bit here or there, they explain the differences, for, but for the most part, the movie is more or less the same as the book. Um, the book is actually a really short story, it's only two issues, so they obviously added more layers to the movie, but... That's the background of this movie. We're just here to talk about it and then rate it uh, and provide our feedback. Uh, I'm not going to start with my commentary, and I think before I uh, hand off the ball, why don't we introduce ourselves in the room, and then we'll start with somebody who wants to volunteer. So let's start on this side, perhaps. First and last name is probably fine, or whatever you want to say. Sure. Dot win. I have no idea what else to say. <laughs> you can go with... You can uh, say it. What's, what's, what's your you've seen? Yeah. No, what movies exactly. you've seen in that movies I've seen, I've seen them all. Okay, so, them all. So, so I'm like a comic book geek at background. Person, yeah, so. no, I, I, I was a comic book fan when, in my earlier days, and, and I wouldn't be doing any comic book stuff now if it wasn't for Arthur. Ah, too kind. <laughs> at all, but, um, you know, just quick background, I generally hate the X-Men franchise. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, I'm, I'm ready to talk stuff. So. Okay. All right. I can't wait till we talk, to move to other movie franchises. So this will be good. Okay. So all right. Thank you, Dot. Next person. Uh, my name is Anthony Vu. I I read some comics when I was younger, but honestly, a lot of my my experience or knowledge has been around the uh, animated series, like the uh, '90s TV yeah. shows. Kind of made comics big. How old are you? Yep. No, no, those shows are, are complex right. for, for like, a kid's show. Like, and it's good to know everybody, everybody comes in at a different different yeah. path, right? So, yeah, it's so good that's to know. how I started up. Cool, thank you. Uh, my name is Kai Chen. Um, I will be honest and say that I probably started with the majority of it through the movie franchises first. Um, but I've had a variety of um, friend influences, um, of course, including Arthur, but my biggest one, um, one of my old college roommates, huge fan of Hulk, but in general, a big comic book reader, and he's shown me a lot of different um, aspects of both the Marvel and DC Universe, and 
Um, of course, I've also played a couple of video games here and there too that include them. And I have seen all of the movies as well. Cool. Uh, my name is Ronald Wong. I've seen all the X-Men movies along with pretty much all the other Marvel movies as well and other Spider-Man movies too. Um, I'm a lot like Anthony. I, I was not really much of a comic book guy as a kid, but I watched a lot of the uh, animated series, you know, the Batman animated series, Batman and Superman, uh, X-Men you know, animated series and so on. And then in college I started reading the comics a bit here and there, and then um, these days Arthur is one of my go-to libraries, <laughs> as well as a couple other friends that I have who, who loan me a lot of their comic book series. Cool. Okay. Uh, my name's Kevin Ong. I sort of was introduced via the animated series back when I was younger, but I didn't really catch on to the whole, oh, this is really cool, until the movie started coming out. Um, I'm considering starting a comic book. No, but mm. that's more as a writer. <laughs> no, 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 to read, to read, to read. Oh, I was getting. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's a great one. That's a big. That's a big undertaking. Okay. Cool. Last but not least, I am Nick Choi. I I have seen all the X Men movies. I have not read any of the comic books. I don't. I know very little about the actual X Men. I have seen the cartoon a couple times, but I can from our conversations and with other people. I. I think I can pretty accurately represent the ignorant masses. <laughs> with our, my basic opinion is in line with the, the general mass of the general That's important. Who That's know nothing, here. but we plop down all the money for the movies. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the control voice. That, exactly, exactly. That's a good point. Thank you. So that, that makes sense. And myself, real quick, I'm you know comic book geek for life. I've been reading forever. I still keep up and buy occasionally Marvel DC, some stuff here or there. Um, and there you go. So, all right. With that in mind, thank you for the introductions. Why don't we move right to the movie itself? I have my opinions on it, but I will kind of hold off on it for now. Who wants to start off? Um, everybody will have their say at least, and then I'll wrap up um, and close us uh, later on. And we'll see where the discussion takes us since this is our first one. Well, how about we start with a quick recap of ah. basic premise and storyline? Okay. So, who wants to summarize the the movie really quick, or do we even need a summary? Like, I assume people have seen it, or do we need a quick refresher? Seen a quick it. refresher would help the people who are listening. Three, three four sentence. Okay. Summary. So, let's see here. I think I can. I think I can maybe take a stab at it. Okay. Um, so, basically, we're we're deep in the future of the X Men generations, based on technically, we're to assume these seven movies. Um, they are now being dominated by the good old Sentinel villain, which is this adaptive weapon that has been fighting mutants for generations now. And um, some of the mutants have aligned with humans, but both sides have ultimately ended up losing to these Sentinel machines. To fight this new enemy, they have decided to um, leverage a new um, a superpower from um, who we call Kitty, Mm -hmm. and where she can transpose, um, she can send someone's consciousness back into the past. Hold on. <laughs> it must be explained while we're breaking up. Someone has joined virtually this. Someone's staring at us through a, virtu a video bridge right now. She can hear us. <laughs> Probably, right? Hi. Hello. Hi, Laura. <laughs> Hi, there. You don't have to run away, it's okay. <laughs> I don't have a dedicated video bridge. We're in a branch we can meet now. 
branch weekly meeting. Did I download the wrong meeting? What happened to that? Damn it, Kevin Ong. <laughs> proximity. <laughs> <laughs> this is Hi. not marketing the proximity uh, technology very well. Okay. Uh, now we're back. I think she downloaded the wrong meeting. Yeah, 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 there you uh, go. Right, right. All right. So obviously it's better to blame Kevin. <laughs> we can uh, okay. edit this okay. audio. So keep yeah, going. Yeah. Thank so, you. Kitty has a newfound power where she can send someone's consciousness into the past and their decisions into that past, once have committed, can change the future. Um, they've decided, um, due to the power's limitations, that Wolverine would be the only one that could be sent back to the past. So it was charged in terms of Wolverine to go back and alter the course of history. In this case, Mystique is the change agent that allowed the Sentinel program to excel to its future um, iteration where it's able to adapt to any mutants that fought and killed them. They believe that um, eliminating this change agent in one way or form would save them. And so the movie is spent as a plot where Wolverine works with the old Professor Xavier. Um, you mean the younger version? The younger version right. of Xavier as well as Magneto to uh, band together and uh, make sure that this doesn't happen. And cool. of course... Um, they do end up succeeding. And what was that a spoiler? Spoiler! spoiler. Are we supposed to not spoiler? Well, we can. Yes, because we're discussing the movie, yeah, right? Spoiler, right. Yes. Yes. But thank you for the, the summary on that. Did you want yeah. to add anything else? Or? Um, no, just as a summary. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's get I into it. All right, the opinions. All right. Let's go. Right. Well, do we want to start with like uh, what you like first and then go I to what you don't like? Kind of or, chronological. Or you just want to... Okay. okay. Yeah. A couple random questions. That's just some random questions. We'll do, 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 just start like, throwing the, them out. At the end. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. I can go. So I think we should start with that. The first scene when they're in the future. I think um, it was what a lot of X-Men fans are waiting for in terms of action. Mm -hmm. I feel right. like some of the action... We don't really get to see a lot of the powers in X-Men 1, X-Men 2. I mean, this is... You it's know. the violence, and there's multiple deaths. That's what, <laughs> that's what Nick thought. Like, 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 <laughs> off the bat, people are getting killed. You're like, well, this is a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got to see okay. powers right. used. We got to see yeah, like, true, true, Ice right. Bridge, which yeah. is like yeah. people have been waiting for for a long time. Right. Classic X-Men um, tropes. Yeah. And I was surprised. It's it's Brian Singer. I didn't know he had like he was able to do this type of action mm -hmm. uh, where it's it's a like an ensemble right. action piece. Uh, I thought Blink was pretty awesome using the portals. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. Um, and yeah, I don't know. What, do, what else do you guys think? I, yep. I, the first, yeah, I just thought the first. It set thing the stage that, right for the yeah. beginning of the movie. It, it got it, it at, a very, you. at a very high. It got me sucked in immediately just because I was like, what are they doing killing off major characters yeah. right <laughs> off the bat? Like, what? Yeah. how is this True. going to pay off, right? right. Um, and it just blew my mind actually how, how it started. I was impressed by it again, killing yeah. off like main characters. With that, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. This is like, it's not a family action flick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, you know, but as much as I enjoyed the beginning part, um, what lost me right away was after you figure out that it wasn't them dying, um, they introduced a new power to Kitty, right? They, they're like, oh, here we go. Here's a person that normally just walks through walls, right? Um, as based on my understanding of the comic, yep. she doesn't really grow to right. that much further than that. They don't powers, explain it in the movie at all, right? Yeah, it's they like just a... suddenly give her this ability to send people into the past. Yeah, it's a MacGuffin. Right? Exactly. And when you throw a MacGuffin in like that, you're kind of myth because you're like, ah, oh, well, 
I guess I'm supposed to just assume that this yeah. is the case. Secondary mutation. So in the original comic books, it was actually Kitty probably gets sent to the past by some assistance from Phoenix, um, mm-hmm. Rachel Gray. Uh, Rachel Gray. Uh, she's an alternate version of. This is very complicated uh, X Men history uh, lore, but it's she's an alternate version of uh, Scott and Jean's daughter from a different dimension. Go with me on this. Yeah. But she has telepathic powers uh, and advanced telepathic powers powered by the Phoenix, so it made sense for her to send Kitty in that context back because she, she dealt with the mind. So like Kai said in the movie, it's like, okay, I guess Kitty has secondary mutation powers. and can So in the original story, they don't send back someone into their own consciousness, they actually send back a person. No, they send their consciousness. But yeah. she's so young. Uh, actually, they switched bodies. So they switched, uh, they took the older Kitty Pride and shifted her consciousness back to her, her younger body, just like the movie. Just like Wolverine. Yeah. Just yeah. like Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't she like a kid? Uh, oh, so in the future, she's like an older adult woman. Yeah, much older. She's, much she's older. named like Catherine, right? Yeah. But she's now, they sent her body back to her younger 15, 16 year old mm-hmm. self. In the 70s? Or uh, 60s? It's, it's, in the books, it's not really yeah. mentioned per se. Oh, I, mean, I see, the, I see. Yeah, okay. so the, the premise is the same, but at least in the book, it's kind of explained like this, this Rachel Gray character does it. And it's not Wolverine. And um, then, so. on top of that, um, you of course have the Professor X problem, right? Um, at the end of, I think, X3, yep. he's dead. Yeah. Killed by Phoenix. Ah, yeah. yep. And you're supposed to just assume that he's able exactly. to transfer his consciousness to this other person. Um, right. On top of that, you're, for some reason, if you agree with that, that new body is also disabled exactly according right. to what happened in first class, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit of some continu- right. continuity But that's issues. all wiped out now because of this movie. Apparently. Exactly. Yeah. We're supposed to just assume yeah, that's yeah. the case. Right. On top of that, Wolverine, given the last movie, The Wolverine, has also had his adamantium claws. That's what I said. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that was BS to me, but we'll, we'll, I won't go there. Right? <laughs> that was crap But then me. suddenly we again <laughs> assume that he has gotten his adamantium powers back. And then he's good to go. Right. I, I can buy that he'll get his claws back sometime between that movie and in the future. That, that never bothered me. I don't know people, why people online were making it up. Oh, or like, right. how does he get his metal back? I'm sure there's some way from that right. point in the future. Right, there's right, no, right. That doesn't bother me. That's not, a, that's not a hold to me. That's just like, okay, well, it'll happen sometime. <laughs> I was okay with it, even though I didn't know that much about it. Because of what you said, that's when I went back and watched X-Men 3 last end. And I, I never watched the undeleted part at the end mm. where he's like, uh, not undeleted, but the extra scene where he uh, yeah. goes into the thing. Yeah. But then if you watch it, you watch that movie over in the beginning he's actually talking about that guy yeah his brother yeah he's actually talking about that person who's like is it, is it it's possible to, to put your, your mind right, his body right. and take it over or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so it, it was okay with me that con- that continuity that the only thing that bothered me was the wolverine the the, the uh, chopping up the cause that was yeah. that took me out of that movie completely but that's a different story that was another oh, in that movie yeah in that movie that in took me out of that one mm-hmm. so. so i came to this movie thinking about it really different because for me the whole um First class was in a mission of error on the part of the X Men Hollywood series, and they're basically saying that kind of screwed a lot of things up. So let's try to rewrite as much as we can. Although they didn't explain a lot of that stuff, and things like the Kitty Pride power is really weird, I think they're basically saying um, we want to reboot. Yep. We, we want right. to kind of yeah. get that. Actually, yep. things happen. So movie. Right. Yep. Did you like the first class? Did you- I actually thought first class was the first time I actually began to accept that the X-Men series could be good in Hollywood. Um, although I, I disliked hello the majority of it. Um, I thought first class was actually really good. Um, because they had really good actors, really good 
um, storyline. That was my favorite one. It actually made a lot of sense. So I said to myself, I can accept some things in real movies because first class exists. And going into this movie, I actually said to myself, well, I'm not going to bind myself to things that happen in X-Men 1 through 3. Because, right, because first class exists. No, the whole adamantium thing and and losing it in the movie and then doing that, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, But, you know, for all we know, um, you know, they, they they don't want to explain it. No. Yeah. And Doug yeah. makes a good point because this movie has always been, they've been upfront about it. They said this is a fix it movie, basically. Right. They were never saying, like, oh, this may fix things. Their, their whole purpose was not just to entertain, but I, we're going to fix all the problems that we had, all those yeah. continuity errors. So mm-hmm. that was actually their yeah. purpose. And then the last comment I want to make about the fight in the beginning, although it was good, I still think it's, it's somewhat of a disappointment. Like, number one, when people die, they gotta stay dead. Uh, anytime this guy, anybody, anytime this guy. the character comes back, even if it's an integral part of the story, <laughs> then you just gotta shake your head and be like, you know, it's comics, what are you gonna do? But um, the other thing is that <laughs> it's really, really more powerful. Hard, hard right. Well, you see really good fight scenes and things like the DC animated series yeah. all the time. And I think to myself, why can't they, they do something anywhere near as good as fight sequences and power displays as they can? You mean um, like in the Batman series? All the Batman, the Justice League, whatever DC does, they seem to do a really good yeah, job. DC of animated is a lot power. better than Marvel animated. Um, I thought Blink was relatively good, yeah, but it, cool. it bothered me that she would throw a portal to stand there like she was pointing at it for a while until somebody goes through it. You know, it's things like that. I think the attention to detail is is still a little off, but it, it was better than any of the other. What, what did you rate? What would you rate? So we're doing one to ten. I, I'll tell you guys. We'll, we'll have to talk about rating later. later. Yeah, late yeah. at the end. We have to give it a final score for each of us, and maybe uh, then we'll yeah. go from there. But we have to have our opinions out on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try. I, I, Arthur knows I talk a whole time. I got tons of notes. But so his, his, his insights are always good. But yeah, no. I mean, other than that, I think we're supposed to feel a little disjointed. It just depends on who you came from. Did you love the movies? Did you not? And, true, and true. What did you accept with what they're trying to present you? Mm-hmm. Right? And this is also, I feel like it's kind of a new, like I was saying, it's like a new beginning with the first class series. Yeah. When X-Men 1 came out, it was like the first yep. comic movie that was, that took it seriously. And, right. I mean, and... Recovered so from they, Batman and Robin. For right. So they hired, for, for those listening, yep. Yeah, so they hired a whole bunch of like, <laughs> not big name actors to play all these roles. And sure, you know, yeah. they had a limited budget. Other than Patrick Stewart. I mean, and Halle, yeah. Halle Berry. And Halle Berry. Like, limited still. That's another story. It's like, it's not really, you know, we're not going to, they didn't want to put a lot of money into it. So I thought we, we, with First Class, it kind of could reboot it, use some powers, kind of put mutants against mutants. And yeah. that's kind of a little bit more what we see in the Days of Future Past where they can show their powers, they can mm-hmm. do some more things. So. Right. Yeah. So I think you guys made really good points about Keeper too. I don't. I that Professor X thing is kind of stupid to me. Like him. Well, so here's another interesting thing, right? And I kind of like the way they did it, even though they kind of did inject a, a change based on X one through three versus First Class and on. Um, it's that whole relationship between uh, Raven, uh, Professor X, and Mystique Magneto. Oh, love track. Because there's none of that. In the X one through ten. Was that in the comics? Never. No. Never. Never. That was not a thing. This is something that was artificial made up. Yeah. Oh, I thought thought that was part of like. I thought that was a baseline. Well, so that makes a good point. There was never in any of the movies. So all of a sudden, you're supposed to believe that these three had some sort of strange relationship. Mm -hmm. So for people like us who don't know, we we think that we. I thought they were staying true to the comic book. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's no. There's no relationship. Uh, between these three characters at all. It's easy for us to buy the whole continuity yeah. and right. all that. Right. Uh, and then but even if that, that, right, in right. X1 through 3, you're yeah. to believe that Mystique is completely aligned to Magneto. Right. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, like a, yeah. it's, it's a side villain. Look. I mean, well, that's the thing, right? Me, we don't know that because based on comic books, there's no precedent. Right. But well, then we walk into character, whatever. She's yeah. kind of a supporting character, Support, yeah. fairly strong supporting character. It, the reason is Jennifer Lawrence became such yeah. a big exactly right. right after that came out. Right. And they had signed her on oh. for like three movies, mm-hmm. and so, so they're they probably giving her, her character more. In the comic book series, was she was she the base for those updated Sentinels as well? Ah, no. So no. 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 good question. Good... So clarify. So in the original book, it was actually not Bolivar Trask uh, who was creating the Sentinels, which set off the chain of events. It was actually Senator Kelly, uh, a senator, a uh, politician, who was going to sign mutant registration. Oh, he's the dad of the guy with the angel. Uh, he mm-hmm. no, that was from X Men One. Actually, in the movies, but he's a character in the comic books where he's a senator and he was going to sign mutant registration. He's and an X Men One. Yeah, he was an X Men One. He's the guy who turned into like a few. Yo, he's yeah, yeah. right. But he's a character in the books where he was going to sign uh, these uh, political, um, you know, into law these acts, which would then require mutants to be registered and then start to really crack down on them. So Mystique and his and her band of um, mutant, you know, cohorts, so to speak, were going to kill him. Uh, not Magneto, the, um, not Magneto right? And thus uh, would set off that chain of events for the Sentinels. So that's how it would happen in the books. So Kitty Pryde was sent back to stop that, that from happening. They didn't know exactly, they just knew that it had something to do with Mystique and Senator Kelly or something like that. So that, they changed, they changed it a little bit in the, in the movie, which is fine. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't, it's not a big showstopper to me. Mm-hmm. But relationship-wise, they've never had any yeah. relationship. I mean, and to be honest, to Eddie's personally, I think it was a little bit of a value add because it yeah. it allowed an extra dimension to that um, dichotomy between Professor X's uh, methodology of mm-hmm. uh, assimilating with mutants versus humans and Magneto's, right? Yeah. And so Mystique is that physical representation of so that, that moral, yeah. you know, well, that moral like fight you had between the two yeah. characters. Yeah. 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 I add dimension to the storyline. I, I feel like it adds the human emotion, the human aspect of and if anything, it just helps you better understand <laughs> that struggle between Professor X versus Magneto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they, like, need, they need something to fight over, yeah. right? so to speak. And, you know, because it's easy to just say, oh, yeah, Magneto's evil, right? Yeah. Oh, and Why? Professor X is good. Why? But, yeah. um, you know, having that mystique relationship really added to the value of that. Why? Right? Why is Magneto evil? Why is Professor X technically not evil? Right? And how does it, that... it didn't bother me too much that they kind of add that in because you have to assume... And I always took it like, okay, this movie, Professor X always treated her like a little sister, mm-hmm. but she probably took it in a different way. So maybe right. she then gradu- gradu- mm-hmm. gravitated more toward Magneto instead. Mm-hmm. And then Professor X as an adult sort of finally realized, wait a second, all this time I've been treating you like a, more like a little sister, but you actually have feelings. So it's pretty complicated. Yeah, three, course, three, yeah, you know, yeah, three yeah. So that, and I thought that was okay. It didn't bother me too much. It's, mm. you know, it's, I can accept that coming from the first class movie that, okay, I can see it, that there. It wasn't just totally out of the blue. Some people thought it was out of the blue. I, it didn't bother me that much. So, so let's jump forward a little bit. Once they yes. go back in time. Good point. Right. So they send Wolverine's mind back in time into his body, yep. into the 70s. Um, and he goes off to find the young Professor X, Professor Xavier. Yep. And they find him. Beast. Yep. And they find the Beast and Professor X living in the mansion, in, in you know the, the school. Professor X's school, yep. and he is just a complete mess. Right? Yeah, I mean, actually, I find him. I found him really, really annoying. Actually, mm-hmm. um, like at first, you feel kind of bad for him. You realize, you know, he, I liked him like that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of messed up. Uh-huh. Ignorant masses. Ignorant masses. I thought I was just. I was sort of. I was like, ooh, 
I felt bad for him. I yeah. sort of went through the stages. I felt bad for him. And then as it kept going, I was like, okay, he's a dick. Yeah. He's a whole yeah. dick. Yeah. yeah. He, he just and so it was like so uh, I felt like character. I felt like it all the whining. Yeah, all the whining, and, and I felt like you know, oh, he was once a super awesome hero in my book, and this is the other side. This is where he came from. Yeah, the stockiness, the drugs. I like yeah, that. because I, 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 I understand like I understand why he would feel terrible. I wouldn't. Want, I just I definitely understand that, yeah. but it's just like really you gotta make him. Seems so respectable. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, awesome. I don't know. They feel, I feel like they were kind of stuck though. Like, if they made him like just regular and like, I don't know, it would just yeah. be kind of weird. I mean, you know, like after all that time and yeah. they just made him yeah. just regular, he had the school and. There's no struggle for Wolverine to come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's too easy. I, I suppose. Well, then, well, then the other thing though is so. The beast is there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the hell is he doing? He's just like he's giving him drugs. He's giving him drugs. He's he's like you know basically Jesus. he yeah. made the drugs for him. He made the drugs. Yeah. 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 So I mean, for Hank McCoy to be such a brilliant, brilliant guy, yeah. he really has no like. But they were all young. Like, you have to think okay, about, but what were you like? we watched him in first class yeah. become more than his young self. Oh, that's true. We've witnessed yeah. his growth, and then to see it halt, literally in the entirety of this movie, he doesn't contribute anything. Yeah. Except for that one moment where he shows his, you know, new interesting video feed. Yeah. That he creates. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, but that's it. Yeah. He did a few right. things. He's more supportive. Of right. Actually, to get him through the movie. Yeah. 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 He doesn't. He's like, okay, well, I'm gonna. Keep making these drugs for both. <laughs> he's like, I'm not gonna do it anymore. He's like, give it to me. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For the foreseeable future. Okay. But for me, it was. Um, I didn't think it was enough for to, to to see the younger professor descend into that kind of addiction, right? Because he didn't lose Mystique, right? She didn't die, right? That, right. That, Even with first class. That's not what they're saying. He he became all upset about though. Right. It was a, it was like time had passed. He lost all the students at his school. Right, but then but it was like oh yeah, they all drafted. Yeah, they all drafted, and that's why he was really upset because all of his beans were going and dying in the war. Or walking away. Or, or yeah, or leaving. And right. Magneto was so, gone. Like all everyone was gone. Like, yeah. right. right. But they pushed. I mean, it would that kind of they kind of shoehorned it in a little bit to kind of give it like maybe a couple legs, mm-hmm. right? But at least cinematically, the focus was on Mystique. Right, because even if it's not like the full reason, they use her as the reason for him to come back. Hmm. Uh, right. so a little bit, right? They, yeah. right? And they use that as the you know the hero's redemption point, right? When he uses Cerebro to contact her. So if anything, even though they may not have started with Mystique, they definitely circle and end with Mystique yeah. being the reason that he comes back full circle. Probably a Jennifer Lawrence thing, right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. and I was like. I don't know if that's well, enough to for him to descend into an addiction. Like I that. had a question, which is kind of a technicality question. So, which I thought was a flaw. Remember, we talked about um, in Wolverine the movie. Like, yes. he loses his memory because they blow out his brain, right, with the adamantium bullet. Right, right. So his brain, his brain blows out, and he's like, that's why he can't remember anything, even, even though it grows back, right? So the reason they're sending Wolverine back is wait, you like, saying they actually blew his brain? I don't think they did. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they did. I don't remember. Yeah, shot him in the head. I shot him in the head. He had the metal in him, so it just bounced yeah. out. Yeah, it bounced yeah. out. Yeah, there's no yeah. way. Yeah. His, his whole he, skull is adamantium. Right, exactly. Yeah, so they shot him with an adamantium bullet. 
Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't. But that's work. what happened in that movie, right? Am I wrong? No, it just jostled his brain. Yeah, it just jostled his brain, right? That's why he lost his memory. Yeah, that that was a pretty bad movie plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what I the guy knew that he, he'd forget if he shot him in the head, even though he couldn't kill him. <laughs> I right? thought I yeah. thought that explanation. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that's why. Yeah, it's because so, I thought in this one they're saying like his brain's gonna get torn up by him going back to his old conscious self, but like he's the only one who can like regrow his brain back in, which is already a stretch. Because yeah. They've changed Wolverine's powers to be like almost like, dude, you can rope himself from like a drop of blood. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's really factor has exactly. Yeah. It's been ridiculous okay, now. So that's what, those yeah. are things I thought was inconsistent, yeah. but I, I didn't know why because I didn't know the technical. Right. I think so, you have to pay attention to um, yeah. this movie relative to uh, First Class and yeah. see what they chose to keep and what they chose to throw. Yeah, out. right. Yeah. You can't really say, well, what happened? This is that. You can't yeah. do that. You just have to rebuild from now. Mm-hmm. What do they accept? Right, right, right. What? Because those other well, in political terms, you know, when you read online, it's funny where they said, okay, everything that Brian Singer had a, a hand in, he's keeping that, and everything that he didn't have a hand in is gone. So basically, X Men Three, the first Wolverine movie, and I think he accepts the second Wolverine movie, but everything else is trash. I can't so, accept that. That's big yeah, because that's that's Brian's stuff. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I think okay. Yeah. I think we should move on. To okay. Next do we have time? I think we can go ahead. No, so, right. we should move on next. Okay. Um, I think we should talk about the Quicksilver scene next. Okay. That's a that big one everyone people talk about. Quicksilver um, scene. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I can tell you before you talk about the scene, you should talk about the, the problem or what's so, okay. the problem with Quicksilver. The issue is Magneto is stuck in a maximum, maximum security prison. Has plastic. No doll made plastic. Yeah. And so, Pentagon. So Wolverine, <laughs> Professor X, and... Beast, right? Beast yeah, and yeah. Beast and, yeah. They all, uh, and Magneto. Right. Oh, sorry. No, they're no. they're going to get Magneto. Yeah. Um, they all go in there. Well, they get Quicksilver, right. who's a teenager, um, to, to help them escape uh, or help them get Magneto out. Right. And um, so they break in. It's mostly Quicksilver doing stuff that. They made him almost like Superman. Like, he is Superman. better than Superman. He can yeah. do, he can really, like, stuff. Like, he could do anything. Which well, is, I, I think that was one of the best scenes. But then those are those little things are like why I gave it like a couple like knocks on the movie because I was like the movie was really great but and I, I like that scene where they had Quicksilver yeah, but right. he's too like he's too powerful he could do anything right but what did he I don't know like what so, did he really do that I feel like Wolverine or well he's just super pretty fast. much just like stop time no he's, no he's, he's not stopping time. time he's not but he's, he's just, so for the, so for those who. So speedsters, let's call them speedsters, right? People who move right. super fast. Flash, they've, all, yeah. they've always been hard to really articulate properly because if you really think about it, they can really be really powerful, right? So even in the comic books, you always have to adjust scenes because a speedster can do so many things, right? Um, now, even when I saw this movie, I, personally, the scene was cool. It was very entertaining. I liked it. But part of me is like Quicksilver does not move that fast, okay? They're, they're copying the DC's Flash. Uh, but even then, it's like... You know, that's not really him, per se, um, but it's a cool scene. So How fast does he move? I mean, was it so far off that you are just like... Hey, I just assume fast, yeah. Just like, like, he's fast. supposed to be moving, like, at, you know, sonic speeds. Like, Flash is, like, light speed. I mean, I know we're getting into physics here, or metaphysics, but... Flash is supposed to be faster. Oh, yeah, he's actually the fastest, faster than Superman, faster than everybody. I mean, that's his... Yeah, he effect. repeatedly beats Superman in the comics. Easily. Only on feet. Superman flies. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. So he, I mean, he can travel through time. Though Flash, he can actually go through light speed and then he's destined to be traveling through time. Yeah, he he has the capacity to do that. So he is. So Quicksilver already, as a Marvel fan, part of me is like, I don't think he moves that fast. 
but it's a very entertaining scene, I will say. And right. and I have to balance the fact that okay, speedsters are very very hard to really. You can't nerf them too much because then it's sort of like, what's the point? Yeah, that's not a power. Then yeah, but otherwise, if you don't use them, then what do you do, right? So even in the comic books, you always have to kind of balance them out because speed is just so fast; it's so relative to what you want to believe in. So they decided to use that to kind of break them out, and I get that. So I, I don't really fault them for this per se. I just feel like, you know, they took some; they, they potentially will steal some thunder from the Flash character if he ever gets a movie. That's is Flash part of this. No, East no. DC. It'll be interesting to see how they do Quicksilver in the Age of Ultron. Exactly, next year's event. I think it'll be better. Well, he's gonna look different. He Both looks right. a lot better already. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, in this movie he looked like a dork, but he was cool. The character so, scene was cool. He looked like a dork to me. Yeah, I hated the way he looked. Yeah, people so were, did most of the Phantom. <laughs> people are still, but people are like okay with it because he had a cool scene. Mm-hmm. I still hate the way he looked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this movie, did they already release what he's gonna look like in Age of Ultron? Oh, they showed some scenes. Oh, yeah. What did you hate about Haven't the way he looked? Have you seen uh, Cap 2? Just wrong. He just looked oh, like okay. a dork. Like a total... Yeah. Is he supposed to be a teenage dork? Like, in yeah, the, no, he's no, in the original books and gray hair. He's well, just like... he's, he's a teen in this movie, but originally he's more of like a semi-young adult, semi-middle... Not middle-aged, but semi-adult. Very yeah. arrogant, very cocky. Yeah. But this is his younger self, so I, I get that. I was kind of so... It, I, I was hyped up on this scene a little bit because everyone said, oh, Quicksilver is so awesome in the scene. So when I went to watch it... I kind of knew what was going to happen. Like uh, the things he did was kind of you know pretty cool. Right. Uh, kind of didn't make sense. He's playing playing music. Like yeah. the music would be going slow too. Like right, right. <laughs> right. Around. Like, yep. So you uh, have to kind of put some of the realism aside. Sure, like, unless you put it on, you should have put it on fast forward. That would make sense. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that would have actually been a really nice touch. That would have been a touch, right? Uh, but sure. um, yeah, I mean, it was cool. I was kind of annoyed, like. All these people in the theater were like, oh, ooh, ah, like, shut, shut up. Oh, no. This is the side of the table. Were you guys in the same theater or something? (laughs) Probably. I was like, I'm a little annoyed, but, I mean, you know, end of the scene, it's cool, you know, like, happens, it's cool, and then I think what happens after that irritates everybody the most, right? It's like, they're like, bye, Quicksilver, stay home. Yeah, we we don't need need you. you. Well, probably the most important thing that's going to happen for our future. Right, right? can't help us. I know, right? Like, it would have been, but that would have been a huge plot. Like with the way they portrayed him, it he could have just solved everything. Like, yeah, it would have been too easy. Way too easy to go through yeah. all the rest of the movie. They could have done. I mean, they can always add something. That's like, 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 oh, it's when... leg hurt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am <agree. laughs> Exactly. It's right. sad. Yeah, shins. Who knows? See, so this is why, and I heard this somewhere else too. This is why I really feel like. This was a just a shot at Marvel's Avengers. Absolutely. They said Marvel said, ah, we're gonna put Scarlet Witch and yep. Quicksilver in. Whatever, like a week later or two weeks later, yep. uh Brian Singer's like, we're gonna put Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in. They didn't end up putting Scarlet Witch in, um, but they put Quicksilver in and they put him in for one spot. Right. And then they took him out. And and um so I don't know. It was just to me it felt kind of like a, a throw in to just like, not Marvel a little bit. So, Good point. I mean, so that he's going to be... Used by, hmm? they, you know, use the character so they can't be used by... No, no, no. Because it's going to come out first, right? Days of Future is going to come out first. So they're going to say, oh, we got Quicksilver out first. Right. And so, uh, you know, Marvel's like... It's one of those weird characters where both, studio, both yeah. studios have rights to it. Typically, yeah. it's only like one or the other. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those gray area characters. So he's going to be featured in the next movie a lot. Like the, yep. the uh, Apocalypse, X-Men uh, Apocalypse. Yes. He's going to be in the next movie. But just for this movie specifically, it was kind of like, okay, he's 
just at home now watching the TV. Like, <laughs> no, exactly. It's just like an acknowledgement, but a kind of a weird acknowledgement. It was very obvious why they did that, you know? That's what I thought. I mean, they're saying, like, okay, goodbye. Go home now. Any other comments about this scene? About Quicksilver. Or Quicksilver in general? Um, two comments. One, yes. I think the. Um, I, I get everybody hates the way it looks. But I thought, you know, he's not that bad. I think what the problem was is that, what was the name of that magazine he was on? Empire? Empire. Was it showed him in, in his gear, if you will, right? But just dressed like a normal sort of rock teenager guy, to be honest, with goggles. Overall. Right. I hated it, though. But yeah, he looked I know. like a dork, though. <laughs> he looked but, like a dork. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the character itself, I mean, for a comic book purist, if you know who Quicksilver is, the personalities don't match up very close. Yeah. 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 That's my, and it's hard being a comic book fan that way, especially when you expect to see something. I get that. Sure. Yeah, maybe he's a teenager. But the real Quicksilver is, is quite interesting, so it's a kind of disappointment to see that they well, again they continue to neglect the source material yeah. of, and not go on what has already traditionally yeah. worked. He's arrogant. Yeah, he's, arrogant. he's quite arrogant. He's not like a. He's just like jokey, jokey a lot with you know. Yeah, the, guy. It, the, the, like, the books. He's an arrogant. Um, what you say? Almost a superiority complex. Um, but there's another reason why he's like that, which was explained perfectly. I, I'll get into. Would you say he wasn't arrogant in the movie? Not at all. He was a he's bit, but not the way he is. Yeah, he only oh, exactly. showed a little bit. Yeah, right, right. It's very, very in its early stages. Right. But, but you know, I do get that. This, you know, movies like these are made not for purists. And no, of course fans, not. But yeah, there's I a get middle it. ground that has to be. Yeah. Right. Right. And the other thing too was, you know, I did think it was a great scene. I mean, I listened to Arthur tell me that he's faster than he really is. And to be honest, I don't know how fast he really is in the comics. But I thought that that scene visually, cinematically, was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, almost to the point of no other scene in the movie matched it. Something in terms mm. of entertainment, yeah, yeah. not yeah. realism or like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, good point. to some degree, although I thought the movie was decently good, I felt like that was almost the visual climax of the movie. Which <laughs> I, was wow. I, might, I, I might agree with you on that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, wow. I'm trying to think if there was a better visual climax. But I really, um, I mean, I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but. So part of me throughout the whole movie was I, I knew there would be a little bit of a push and pull between old and you know past and future. Um, I was kind of being a little more hopeful about things, seeing things in the future because the opening scene was so great. Um, and I had a huge fanboy moment because you know you've watched the movies like even from X ones where you see these big mutants, right? But now you have so much more context, especially with First Class. I wanted to see those you know level five mutants. Uh-huh. Kick some ass, right? Yeah. And when Magneto came yes. out of the room, I was like, here it is. I'm going to get to see some really cool stuff right now. Um, and so to be honest, for me, I think, I mean, there's a little bit of nostalgia there, but like that scene for me, when it's just like, okay, like the Sentinels are here, we're going to have to fight for this. That to me was a great scene as well. Uh, maybe not visually, but I, I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed yeah. that scene. The future stuff was good. Yeah. I feel like it could have been better. I mean, I, no one was particularly effective no. against them. And, and, and I guess that's to really illustrate how powerful the Sentinels had become yeah. and why so many people got wiped out, right? Mm-hmm. But it just, still, it felt kind of they disappointing. Weak. It felt, yeah, they looked weak. I agree. I thought which, Magneto was going to go down. I was like, oh. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but, but I think if they came off too strong, you would have been like, oh, then how come... What's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the point? How come mm-hmm. it came to this? But to see them get beat down like that... It, it really sucked, but then you understand, like, okay, well, that's yeah, why it yeah. came to this. I mean, I was, if anything, um, you know, circling back to the where they introduced the whole level system in, what, X3, right? Yeah. Um, you Maybe you would have thought, hey, maybe Storm should have done better 
right? Maybe Magneto should have done better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the whole premise of the Sentinels program was that it was built completely to fight against Magneto first, right? Because they knew how powerful Magneto was in the past. Um, so I guess I was kind of disappointed in Storm. Um, but at the same time, right, you also see a little bit of how um, uh, Ice Iceman, right, mm-hmm. and then I don't know the name for the fire guy. Oh, Sunspot? Right, Sunspot, yeah. right. Um, you see them, you know, kind of as arch rivals, but also know that they're supposed to grow in power. So maybe I would have liked them to be a little more powerful too. Is that supposed to be the same fire guy from? X-Men? No, they're different. By the way, I'm a bit disappointed by a Storm in every single. Episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, you're not the only one. Holly yeah. Berry yeah. is also disappointed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's so weak. She is weak. You're, 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 not, you're not alone. No, but it's, she it's was crazy. the wrong person to play this role. It's crazy how she is an A. Well, I guess pretty A-list actor. Who yeah, gets like? That's why they picked her, though. I think because she's pretty. Well, we don't know. Is the director not giving her enough stuff to she do? She gets no or service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We don't know. Oh, very few lines. Yeah. Like, and all her lines are pretty useless, and her character is pretty useless. It's weird. It's, it'd be right. like the Storm's a major character. No, they don't she's understand the character. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, that's true too. Did you guys know? So back in the original, you guys, some of you guys probably heard this, but back in the day, they all the fans wanted uh, Angela. Bassett, Angela Bassett, yes. Which would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Like, I know very little. Just I've seen Storm in the cartoons, but even from that, I yeah. thought it was supposed to. Be, I think it should the best one have been Grace Jones. Grace Jones or Angela Bassett. You know, oh, like, definitely not Grace Jones. Not Grace Jones. Oh, dude, yeah. she is. Oh, oh, awesome. That chick is a you know, Mohawk yes. star. No. No, oh, no, 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 awesome. no, no, that's no, that's not awesome. Mohawk, but just her. <laughs> exactly. She's ripped. She's mean. Dude. That was that's that, like, that was she when she had the Mohawk days. But Angela Bassett is an excellent choice. I thought the same thing. But then when they chose Halle Berry, I was like, what? I actually thought Iman. Song. Remember Iman? Iman? Oh, the yeah, model Iman. David Bowie. Angela Bassett is yeah, yeah. more yeah. like emotionally strong, but Grace Jones like physically strong. Yeah, she looks physically. Halle Berry was not the right monster, huh? Grace Jones? Yeah, she is. That's what I'm saying. Halle Berry is not the right. Grace Jones with a white wig. So I think we should move on a little bit. Um, yeah. I think the next thing I just want to point out, it kind of bothered me a little bit, is the um, there's a scene when they go when Mystique goes to the ba- the army camp. Yes. And they show the mutants there. What killed me was that Havoc was on the list of mutants that died. I don't know if you guys know him. So he's an expert first yeah. class. He's the one. He's actually Cyclops' brother. Yeah. He has a chest. Oh, but he was there. He was there. Oh, no, sorry. Not him. Um, Banshee. Oh, Banshee. Sorry. Yeah, Banshee. Banshee. Yeah, Banshee. Yeah, yeah. He's dead. And he was one of the major characters in the first yeah, class. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And he's one of the better characters, I yeah, thought. Yeah, I agree. And he's a classic to me. He's a classic X-Men. He's a classic X-Men character. And they mm-hmm. wiped him out. He, they also wiped out Angel, yeah, yeah. which nobody cared about. Really. Is that the stripper with the... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, some things happen, but there's, there's not really a lot of like points I, we can talk about. I mean, that it's like a real major point until you get to the end, right? Like it's, the big scene at the end. So in the middle, it's more like ideology discussion, right? Right. It's a lot of back and forth, which I actually kind of like. It was like, actually yeah, some really great acting yeah. with uh, Fassbender and James yeah. McAvoy in the yeah. plane. Mm -hmm. Both of them acting in this one and first class is like superb. They, they, they are good. Well. I enjoy them more than Stuart and McKellen together. Just like the, the intensity. Wow. Like, right. I think it's oh, easily. Easily. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Fassbender so, is an amazing Magneto. I mean, he's one of my favorites. Yes. That's yeah. a mid first class as well. They're, they're like the two of them. They're kind of partnership related. Like right. the way they put together that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That made that movie. So, do you guys want to get to the end? <laughs> Any other notes that you wanted to bring out? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just thinking of like, okay. like major comments. points. Yeah, let's move to the end. Or do you have any commentary about it? Because you hate the X Men movies in general, so uh, we need to frame some. No, I mean. It, you might have to explain why. The X Men movies? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Because all the Because that might influence why you go give a certain grade. Well, are we at the end now then? Close, like 15 well, minutes. Because we started late. So. Okay, I'll make some generalizations then. Okay. What, what I didn't like about the movie was that um, most of the characters, it's kind of like both of you, you guys said, where you know the characters came in and really didn't do their no level five powers and mm -hmm. people weren't significant or effective. I think that that was a failure in storytelling mm -hmm. because a story of this nature, of this size, should have been more epic than it was, right? If you're really trying to save the whole world from going into absolute chaos, there should yeah. have been a gathering of heroes. You pull out all stops, there should have been all <laughs> hell on earth to make things happen. And the audience shouldn't really question about why was this guy there or where was this guy doing and why was he so useless. Um, what ended up happening was I saw a bunch of characters who were visually realized really well, especially people like Bishop, Blink, things like that, uh, Sunspot. But at the end of the day, they were just fodder. Yes. They were just fodder for the movie. And they were just there for fan service and really nothing more. They didn't contribute in any significant way other than being another obstacle that someone has to get to, which it could get through real easy to get to where it had to go. Okay. Even Magneto in the end ended yeah. up being fodder too, mm -hmm. even though everybody survives. And I felt that um, the story lost an opportunity to really illustrate the world um, better than it really did. Um, although I can't really complain about the movie um, too much, and it was to some degree enjoyable, I still felt it was um, overall um, a missed opportunity if yeah. anything else. Yeah. Uh, um, especially coming off of the strength of first class, and even a movie like Wolverine, The Wolverine, doing as well as it's starting to show that you know Hollywood is starting to get the X Men, and you know it kept kept it's getting better, and although most people will probably disagree, especially the general masses, <laughs> uh, poor fans. Um, I say you know what everybody's said about about not being able to service hardcore fans is wrong because um, Marvel Studios has proven that that's absolutely not true. Mm -hmm. right and that you really can write a story that can appease both people who've never been there people who've been there their whole lives and and you know other than really minor nitpicking you can't complain um and and i don't think that brian singer in general understands x-men stories because i think that they're all they're hyper focusing on the idea of civil rights and mutants against mutants against the world yes. where yeah. they're losing yeah. the idea of heroes yeah greatness fantasy yeah they're lo they're missing all of that Right, wow. which is really what it comes down to when you make movies like this. Because they're a team. Absolutely. Right. Right. That's really what it is. That, that's. It goes right back to you know what, what the problem with Storm was because Storm, as a significant character, she's a strong woman and an X Men leader. Yep. We don't see that at all. Right. So even if they just gave her a few lines that illustrated what she could be, mm -hmm. they would have you know done done a good deed. 
I think this is a damn good point. You know, even as yeah, like fans, people really who good. have the comic book knowledge, the stuff that you just mentioned right now, if that had been in the movie, I would be like, damn. That would yeah, be even um, better. Exactly. It gives I, it another level of entertainment. Absolutely. Right. I go see movies with tons of people who are fans. They all know I'm a fan. And when we come out, of, I tell them about the background story. And they're excited because they say, it's so neat to understand the world. Mm-hmm. That's actually what's made these conversations interesting. Sure. Like, Think about Harry Potter, right? Yeah. A lot of people say it's not. I do like Harry Potter, and I like the other characters, but really, what I like about is the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Make yeah. the world great, and you make a great story in that world, and mm-hmm. you're going to have fans for life. True, true, yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. So you know, that's my big statement about the whole movie. Right. Um, but I won't tell you the rating just yet. Yeah. yeah. Good points because I think Brian Singer does play favorites there. He um, definitely does. Because I think he, he either he's playing favorites himself, or he's being pressured by the studio to say, "Look, make it all Wolverine centric." Which is my big problem with these movies, even though I enjoy most of them in general. And the comics as of late. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, just it's all about Wolverine. I'm like, dude, what about the other characters? I also don't like that. I love yeah. Wolverine to death. Exactly. And I love Hugh Jackman in the Exactly, world. agreed. But I think that they're... Overemphasizing it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're basically flashing boobs. Right? Yeah. I think everybody wants to see boobs. Yeah, it's Wolverine and the X Men. It's Wolverine and the X Men. But no, it's yeah. X Men with yeah. Wolverine. And you know what? Right. Even with Wolverine being the center of it, they sent him back. Right. Um, and they put him sort of the center of the story, but he was fodder too. Yeah, he He's wasn't a significant right. character. He didn't do anything stupid other than going back and telling everybody so what they needed to know. Did you not like that, or did you like that? I didn't like it. Oh, so I a lot of people it. liked that because yeah. he was not exactly. I, I'd agree with that because I thought I he was like center as all the time. I agree. I would say I like the fact that he wasn't the hero and made everything happen, mm-hmm. but I dislike how they they put didn't right. It was almost so bad. Need to be there. I mean. So I told Arnold yes. the same thing. Yes, exactly. And I, I kind of agree. He didn't need to be there. He did need to persuade Professor X. Right. He added entertainment value to that whole process. His <laughs> character. He's such an enjoyable, even though he wasn't the one making it happen, him being there, like, did it make it like funnier and more entertaining, like all the his interactions with all the other people? Yeah, yeah. true. He's entertaining. Yeah, he's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't the... the, the was the mechanism that right yeah. Yeah. Like, like X three like my gosh it was all about him right yeah. he, that was probably like you know, the first Wolverine movie yeah. practically so, yeah yeah last yeah. if you really think about it yeah. so what confused me was the fact that like he didn't have he had like bones popping out his yeah his hand and I was like that feels like there's a story disconnect somewhere well he didn't have his claws by then yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no yeah he hadn't gone through the weapon X process right for mm-hmm. yeah so that was fine. Yeah. That was acceptable. Yeah, yeah that made sense. Did, did but if they were gonna do that, they shouldn't have given him the method. I think. I think maybe that's why they gave him the and I think was the answer that because he was showing that yeah. he had claws for no reason, right? Maybe that was disconnected with Wolverine. <laughs> There's some disconnects with the way they're portraying Wolverine's age and the, when he has metal claws and bone claws. That's almost like a almost separate <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right, so, right, right, right. so let's keep going. So anything no, else? No, the last thing, just just yep. for all the hardcore fans, did you guys recognize the scene at the end with the girders? With the king, the when Magneto stuck the girders in and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I had read somebody had told me that I didn't read it, but somebody told me that that was an actual sort of like homage yeah. to the comic book scene where Magneto took his adamantium away. Mm. Yes, it looks the yes. same. Yeah, it had that. Look. I mean, I, th- I, saw that. I saw that. That was my geek. I saw that. I saw like, yeah. So in the comics, Magneto yeah. takes his adamantium out of his body, and it literally just like goes yeah. out and yeah. pours yeah. out. So oh. kind of like at the end of the movie. You can see all those those metal things sticking in those outside rods, of him. Yeah. Kind of makes it look like that. Right. So he was killing Wolverine. He goes, "I guess you're not a survivor," and it flicks him into the water. Oh, yeah. and he he already stabbed him to death a hundred you know hundred times with those bars. Yeah. It looked like a reverse. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, so that was neat. That was cool. Yeah, that was kind of neat to me. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, so we do a wrap up, kind of. Probably roundtable wrap up. Okay, so I kind of want to come to the oh, end. So just... did, did, yeah, did you have a, a wrap no, up? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to cover the ending a little bit. Um, the ending was was okay. Uh, my issue with it is like I feel like after watching Avengers, where they slowly build up and then they have a fantastic battle at the end. Mm-hmm. This is almost the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> they had yeah. A fantastic <laughs> battle at the beginning. Yeah. Quicksilver yeah. scene, and then it's kind of like back to Professor X versus Magneto <laughs> again. The whole stadium. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want, man? Or you want to watch Magneto carry a stadium? I mean, like, <laughs> like, like it's, I mean, it's too twenty. And I feel like there was a really big missed opportunity because, and this is kind of kind of like in gaming, where when you play a video game, you always fight against these thugs and thieves as a hero because they're worthless. They're easy to beat, right? right. The Sentinels could have been that, where they're just destroying. Um, I mean, and I, granted, it's Wolverine, Professor X, Beast. Like, what are you supposed to do with that, those three? But I feel like if you had written in something better where somehow the future X-Men or something destroy a whole bunch of Sentinels, kind of maybe like the opposite yeah, of the beginning, yeah. that would have been nice to see, and that would have been like that big, cool ending you know, you're kind of waiting for. And I feel like it didn't happen. Um, it was okay. It was okay. I mean, fine with it, a little, little bit slow. Um, and um, yeah, so I don't know. And the thing that kind of bothered me is like, when Wolverine gets thrown into the water, because technically that's the only way he could die. He can actually die by drowning. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, like, yeah. but slowly, yeah. like slowly. I mean, yeah, yeah. probably heals up really fast, but it takes a long time for him. Um, yeah. Um, but like Mystique, kind of like Striker pulls pulls him out. Right. And it's Mystique, and I was like, wait, they didn't need to do that because it would have really? made sense that yeah. Striker pulled him out True. and they put him into the right. Weapon uh, X project right away. Continuity wise it would align. Yeah, it would have made a little bit more player. sense. So right. having Mystique pull him out I was like, oh, he's going to escape with her or something. And right. Yeah, that I was, was like, yeah. eh. That was unnecessary. Yeah. 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 Another movie. It, it wasn't just unnecessary, <laughs> it was a missed opportunity. Right. Yeah. Right, right. To make right. a connection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think you're right too, but Temple was pretty bad. The what? Temple in terms of where the movies yeah. are good and then how it ends. And yeah. It kind of like goes like this and then kind of exactly. goes like this. It's the same yeah. thing you're saying. If there had been like an epic battle scene at the end with Magneto right. and like all that, That's that would have been Do you have a chance to do that with Sentinels? Like, when are you going to have yeah, a bunch of one, bad guys right? where you're just like... The Mark 1. Yeah, just keep throwing Sentinels at them. They're destroying them. Like epic style. Yeah. I don't know when they can do that again. I thought the Sentinels were too strong too. Yeah. The, 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 the latest version was. Well, they were talking about the earlier, yeah. the old school. No, the Nano Sentinels. Yeah, Anthony was yeah. talking about the Mark, the Mark One Sentinels, right? First generation. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you, I'm sure you can write it either way. You sure, can just. Either. I just want some kind of big battle at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just wasn't. <laughs> the design was great though on the 1970s yeah. Sentinels. Yeah, yeah, it was designed. I, really I, nice. I did like yeah. that one. Definitely. Oh, I think one big thing I wanted to point out too is like. Kind of doesn't make sense that Mystique is the one that that gives them the power, the, the Sentinels' powers to adapt. Made more sense if it was Rogue, yes. because when when those guys at the beginning yep. touched, yep, yep. touched Sunspot, yep, then he yep. got the firepower. Right. When they Rogue's touched power. Barbie, Drake, and then why wasn't Rogue in the? Uh, I think that's a deleted scene. Why wasn't Rogue in the? In the apparently, it's a deleted it's scene. A deleted scene. Well, she was in the fight scenes at the end, or the she's beginning. At the end. She's no, at the beginning. In the future, oh. yeah, she's at the end. But she she. 
actually. Yeah, it's a deleted scene, I guess. They didn't have time for and it. I think they, they were probably supposed to go with that more. Like, this is supposed to be, they, they study Rome. Because yeah, Mystique, all she does is shapeshift. Like, she emulates. Yeah. Not really, not with the power. She just power. Yeah. I thought the whole point was for them to, like, take a lot of various powers and adapt it, like, over time, because that's how they Yeah, it should have been Rogue, right? It's a Rogue thing. I was actually wondering why Rogue wasn't in there until... I didn't think that it was the end when I saw her. I was like, oh. Singer made a lot of reasons slash excuses like, well, it didn't make sense in the scene, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. I think it's because Jennifer Lawrence is good. Probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much my wrap-up. Thanks. Anybody else had any other wrap-up points before we move on to the final ratings reach from each of us? I mean, I think it was a solid movie. I think we all agree there were points and, and, and actually entire arcs that could have been better. But... I'm looking forward to what it sets up for. Yes, yes, I think it's a good thing, right? Yeah, like you said, Arthur, and what what uh, uh, everyone on the blogs have said, it, this is a, a redo movie. It's a reboot movie. So now I hope with Brian Singer has said he's going to be doing the upcoming X Men movies, right? Apocalypse, Apocalypse, and so on. I'm hoping for better things to come. Right. Don't screw it up now. You've already got a clean slate, so to speak. Yeah, right. you've given, right. you've given yourself a. Slightly clean play, right? So, so don't mess it and up now. I want to give like Brian Singer his respect though, because this could have failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Like, true, I, these types of movies can fail. I thought right. this, exactly. when it's, I first heard about this, yeah. I was like, "What are they doing?" Like, it's either gonna fall flat on its face or be wildly successful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was just like, oh man, I don't think this is gonna turn out well. But right, I mean, so Spider Man. <laughs> oh, that's another podcast. Uh, better than expected. So, yeah. I would I would give him respect for that. You know what I'll say? I, I I like this movie a lot more before we had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew you would. I, knew you would. I still like it a lot. I still think it's really good. But the points that you know, and, and that's what we do. Like after we see the movies, I go and talk. You guys have all this extra knowledge that I don't know. So I'm like, oh, it's lightning. But yeah, it's a little lower. I still think it's a really good movie, though. Overall, yeah, yeah, solid. Yeah. Still movie. Yeah. Still not as good as uh, First Class. But I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, shall we rate it? Wait, does okay. anybody else want to oh, rate it? Anybody else? Comments? Anybody? Final comments? Otherwise, we'll have to agree on some kind of rating scale or some yeah, rating style, yeah. and then we'll just kind of rate it. Or we can just go whatever, your own ratings. We can have to figure that out later. No, let's mm-hmm. go 1 through 10. One through ten. One through I ten. Five is like an average movie. Okay. Yeah. I think in the interest of time, yeah. One through ten, but justify your score very quickly. Mm-hmm. Probably in the sense of why you subtracted them. Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go with that. Yep. So give a score and say I subtracted points because. Blah. So we'll start with Nick, the everyman. Yeah, okay. The everyman. Uh, I. <laughs> Initially, I'll say initially I gave it a 9.5. It had everything. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's one of the best. That, that's like one that's of your favorite movies, movies right? Yeah. I give a lot of movies 9.5. <laughs> How many favorite movies do you have? But that's no, your favorite. Just enjoy it. It's not a 10. There were a few little things that bothered, like there were inconsistencies in my mind, like the questions I was asking that I just didn't that took away from my joy. After the stuff. That we talked about today, I gave it an 8.5 because there's things that I think could have made it better. Things that you mentioned, I'm like, oh, why did they do that? Now I'm like, damn it. Because <laughs> 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 now I know the next time I watch it, I'm gonna think that, damn it, why did they do this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then it takes away from my enjoyment of a little bit, but it's, I still think it's a, I give it 8.5. Yeah. 8.5. Right. Okay. okay, so okay. starting out, I was a 9. 
Uh, I thought, it, I mean, it was enjoyable. It sort of, I don't know, made sense in the back of my head. It, it was everything I was looking for, but not all the way to 10. And then after our conversations, I'm going to go with the 7.5. Whoa. Whoa. Because wow. there are, I see the, the, uh, the holes in the storyline. I see, you know, it's just it's sort of, there's all those questions that are like, why'd you do that? <laughs> and so uh, it's a little less entertaining. And I didn't realize the climax, the tempo <laughs> thing, um, until you mentioned it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I made you hate me. Thank you. Thank you. Anthony just basically spewed his hatery all over my mind. I tried. So. I tried my best. Yeah. Cool. Eight, all right. Thank you, Ronald. Um, so right after I saw the movie, I, I literally texted Anthony and Arthur immediately after. <laughs> and said, I believe my answer was a 7, and then I downgraded it perhaps to a 6.5. I think it's the other one. Was it the other one? No, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, I take that back. I said I said 8, and then I downgraded it to like a 7, 7.5. I'm going to stick to that, because of everything we talked about here. Just Potential was great, you know, a lot of potential, and some things were taken advantage of, and some things were not. And so I would say... Seven. Okay. I'll skip and close. So Kai, um, I, I mine, mine didn't really change before or after, because um, uh, there were pluses and minuses based on our discussion. Um, I, I, I still stick to an eight. Um, I, I minus points because I'm a big guy with story and character development, um, and of course action, and so I, I subtract a full point for each for each section. Um, I felt like there were lots of opportunities and a lot of action. Um, and that spills into a little bit of the character development as well. I felt like there's very a lot of opportunities in terms of showing more character in mm-hmm. in some of these. Um, now, now that you've you know provided both aspects, right? Um, I also felt a little underwhelmed with um, the younger Xavier. So, um, oh, what? Some stuff. What? <laughs> <laughs> in this movie, yeah, I was definitely a little underwhelmed there. <laughs> cool. All right, so Alvin? Well, um, so, you know, watching all the X-Men movies prior to this and, and this one, I mean, I thought this movie was really good for, like, its visual effects, but, like, it felt like it didn't have enough substance in terms of story. So, you know, it hasn't changed too much for me, but if I just, like, watch it as, you know, just for the visual effects, I'll be like, okay, I like this, but... If I think about it, it's not that great, so I give it like a 7.5. And wow. I'm getting tired of all these reboots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's getting me to a point where I just don't want to watch another X-Men I wasn't movie. a big fan, but now I am. <laughs> <laughs> a reboot? Yeah. Really? Well, this isn't really a reboot, more as like a course correction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it just kind of annoys me. If well, Star Trek's a reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the course correction thing just doesn't work too well. Okay. Okay. Like, at the end of the movie, I was like, okay, I guess kind of works, maybe, but, you know, not going to entice me to go watch the next one. Wow. Not unless I get dragged to it. Wow, <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Anthony? Um, I'm going to stick to my rating of 7.5. I... Hater. <laughs> I... So, for me, like, a movie that's worth watching is a 7 or above. So, I thought it was a good movie. Damn, that's a C? <laughs> that's a C? No 
we said five is average. Five is average. Five is average. Seven yeah, yeah. is good. Yeah. It's not but like, not oh, man, I want to go back in there and watch it again. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I kind of wasn't that way with this with this movie. I didn't want to like run it back in there and watch it. I yep. remember watching Captain America 2. I'm like, man. Yes. I thought about it yeah. while I wanted to go back and watch, watch that. Yeah. Come on. Don't start with that. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll do a separate podcast on that. But uh, keep going. Um, Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, I thought this movie, what bothered me was the... Um, Kind of just like the, the story crescendo, it, it kind of the action pieces kind of died at the end. Um, continuity stuff bothered me because, I mean, I don't know. It, you're using the same actors. It's you're trying to use one con, con, you know continuous timeline. It just some particular things they could have fixed and made better. I thought. It, you mean it feels like some of the action sequences kind of like I just. Threw it in just to entertain. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm talking more about like just issues with the previous X Men movies and, and this one. I just thought um, could have been handled a little bit more care. I mean, I I, didn't, I I feel like there are some easy fixes, but they didn't do it. Like, for example, like the whole idea of Sentinels. It didn't even like if it really happened, we would have seen something in X Men One, Two, or Three. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah, like. Yeah. If they were that big, we didn't see anything about it. So I just kind of like threw them in there. But I mean, okay, whatever. It's kind of nitpicking. Anyways, yeah, 7.5. Good movie. You know, it's better than I originally thought it was going to be. Um, I'm looking forward to X-Men Apocalypse with the old cast. I'm kind of, mm -hmm. I'm okay without the new cast. Um, I mean, sorry. The, the other way around. First class. I like the, the, the new cast. I, I'm okay with the, first class. the old cast. Cast, agreed. Yeah, I don't know. They're talking about... Oh, you know, a lot of like the, the film bloggers are talking about, oh, the, uh, the original cast can now separate their, their storyline, but I don't want to see that anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see. I like Patrick Stewart, but. Uh... Why? So they're going to find a way to, find, to get Hugh Jackman somehow yeah. into that guy. Well, yeah, I mean, totally. he's okay. I can well, see him again, whatever. He has to be there. Oh, yeah. Nick will it's watch Wolverine. it. Nick, Nick, the, he's the, the leader of the X-Men. The master will watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I would say that the. the, the uh, the post-credits scene was kind of a nod to hardcore fans because nobody, yeah, in, my exactly. nobody, nobody in my theater yeah. knew who, who that blue it. guy was. Dude, I didn't think it was Corbin. But when somebody mentioned to me, like, oh yeah, I do remember reading something about that. Yeah. And everyone in my role, like, was basically like, what? And then my wife's like, that's what you made me think for. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I couldn't even explain to her what it was. I mean, it's kind of weird too. I mean, I can understand some people not getting it. Like, it's a skinny apocalypse. Right, like, right, right. It's not the original. Like, in the Marvel movies, at least there's some connection to the current movie, so you yeah. sort of know that it's related. But this one's like, yeah. you I'm have to know or you don't know, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. But 7.5. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Doc? Um, I am probably at about like a 7.24. Wow. Um, more generous. That's, more, that's actually more generous than I thought you would be. I'm going to roll you down to a 7. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like a 5 or 6. That might be a 5 or 6, actually. <laughs> because, you know, at the end of the day, it again, the big thing was I think it was a missed opportunity. I think um, you said something about it wasn't made with great care, but I feel like it just wasn't made with, with a lot of love. I feel like that's No, I think they're they're basically business ventures more than anything else. Um, and that they're they're spending more time looking at the business aspects of the story, the characters, and how they make a movie than, than about caring about um, what the story's supposed to really be about. Mm. And I think it really shows through. Um, I think in terms of storytelling, um, it it 
it does a really good job of doing conversation and character development between you know Fassbender and McAvoy or, or Magneto and and um, and uh, Xavier. Xavier. But but when it comes down to it, you know you have this entire world of mutants, and it, it boils down to Xavier, Magneto, and Wolverine. <laughs> and I think that that's a huge huge shame, right? Um, that they're not spending more time. Um, making this feel as big as it really is in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, but but we, you can call it reboot, you can call it cross-correction, whatever you want to, that's welcome. And for me, that, those were the big pluses. Um, I just feel like it doesn't, it, it, they don't make me believe the world exists just yet. Huh. Right? And, and I thought that coming off of the momentum of First Class, it was a grand opportunity. It, it wasn't terrible. But it wasn't good at, as good as um, first class was, and yeah. I think that's a big failure. And, and one thing I want to add there is like, and I texted this to Ron right after you watched the movie, <laughs> and I said, uh, if Matthew Vaughn, who was originally supposed to direct this movie, mm-hmm. and he directed first class, right. mm-hmm. was on this film, and he actually wrote he wrote it with yeah. his wife, Jane Goldman, mm-hmm. this he, I think we would have made it fantastic. Yeah. The storytelling in first class was yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. yeah, I thought it would have been the characters. That's why it's really sad when he didn't make this movie. Yeah. It was funny because first class was almost seen as a, a disaster when it first was in production because it was like film, you know, trying to it was way behind schedule. The actors aren't there. All the promotional material was really you know nutty. And you had other three movies that had all the attention, but First Class was actually the best of that bunch kind of, of that that summer because it was because they had Cap Thor and Green Lantern, and First Class was seen as like the the, the back. Yeah. Uh, but somehow it got to be a really 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 great movie. You know, so they, they should take notes from that because there was not really a wasted word or wasted scene in that movie. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't think it was like the absolute greatest movie ever, but coming from Absolutely, what I thought was absolutely terrible X Men movies. <laughs> uh, it was a breath of fresh air, and, and it could make me accept certain aspects of the old movies, or at least say I can get behind this Hollywood universe version if they continue to correct this way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And more mutants versus mutants. They I'm tired of robots against mutants or humans against mutants. It should mm-hmm. be. You know, they're bad guy mutants or good guy mutants. Oh, that's what I was talking about first class, though. They yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. But they should do more more of that. Um, they did it in X3 a little bit. They did do it in X3. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah, come end. on. I mean, I don't, that's not really X Men movie to me. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> X3 is not a TV movie. Any, movie, any, any X Men movie where they die, main characters die, I'm impressed by it. Mm. They, when they blow up X Men, I was like, oh yeah. I love seeing death as much as anybody else. But he does. you have to kill them for the right reason. Yeah. And it, it has to not stab yourself in the foot for potential future stories mm-hmm. that are from working material that people already know love and work. I say this yeah. all the time. Yeah. Why are you changing things that you already know worked? Mm-hmm. You can t- do a variation of it, but you can't completely modify it. Right. Was X3 completely off the story? Like, is none of that Way happened? off. They adapted some things from the books, but it was a big mishmash of stuff. I assume that was all from the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> I learned otherwise. And I didn't. It was. It had some good parts. I mean, they had. That's another. Again, that's another podcast. It had some good parts, but the, the whole overall story was all mishmashed and actually shortened for some reason. They didn't give them enough time. I don't, I don't understand why the studios just didn't let them breathe that that movie out. Because I watched the behind the scenes where Brent Ratner's like, the studio told me to make this movie within two hours. It's like, why? Yeah. Let, <laughs> us, let him breathe. Mm-hmm. Let, let the story breathe. So I don't know if it's completely the director's fault. It's not all his fault. It's one yeah. of the producers, actually. Um, I 
Right. Recently read an article, he thought one guy actually ruined the movie. Um, one of his specific storylines. Yeah, but. so that's, yeah, executive involvement, mm -hmm. yeah. so to speak. Right. But anyway, so right. my, and I'll wrap this up, so mine probably hasn't changed. I would actually still give it 8, 8, 8.5. Knowing all the flaws, knowing all the issues, I, I get it, I accept it, because the books are not necessarily any better. So I can't fault them for not for following fidelity to the comic because the comics don't even follow each other, right? So they're they're not exactly like having a good role model. Um, some things I, they rub me the wrong way, but it's okay. Uh, I've had other movies that you know where I liked it when I first walked out of the theater. Then when I came back and thought about it again, this can be another podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this now I don't like it anymore. Uh, case in point, Iron Man three uh, was kind of the same way. I liked it when I finished watching it. I went back. I don't like it as much anymore. Uh, this one, it kind of held. It Iron still Man held. 3? Yeah, I, I liked that. It held. I liked Iron Man and then, 3. And then... Yeah. I liked Wolfman. less after I talked to you guys. Yeah, and then Dark, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises are the same thing. After I spoke to Dot about certain things, I'm like, damn it, you're right, I can't let that go now. And that movie actually shifted down for me. This movie kind of held its ground. I'm like, okay, I can kind of accept that. Because, oh, you know, X-Men continuity has always been convoluted <laughs> for the most part. So I can kind of accept that, okay, you know, the, the movie is actually reflecting the books in a funny way because it's convoluted. So I get it, and it was entertaining. Um, so I, I am definitely looking forward to what they do next, because it's supposed to be even more apocalyptic and, and uh, more calamity and death. Brian Singer has said the next movie is going to be crazy. Also, same director? Yeah, so mm -hmm. hopefully. And he's, he said, like, oh, there's going to be, you know, post-apocalyptic world, death, destruction. What time frame? Crazy. Uh, it happens supposedly in the 80s. So they're shifting, right? First cast of 60s, this movie's in the 70s, Apocalypse is in the 80s, right? And the original movies are in the 90s, right? So which now probably doesn't exist anymore oh, as much. So I am looking forward to the next Apocalypse movie. I think they course-corrected most of the things they had in this movie. Um, but now, like Dot said, I've agreed. Like, okay, now keep it, you know, don't mess it up, right? I felt the same way about the Star Trek movies, again, in the podcast. Like, okay, you, you rebooted, you, you did good, but you're starting to stray too far from the concept, and you better kind of bring it back to what Star Trek's about. Mm -hmm. Same thing with this X-Men thing. Yeah, so... But, yeah. so, would you say, like... <laughs> Walking out of that film, though, like, I didn't, I mean, I'm like, cool, I want to see the next X-Men. Right? I actually it's, would. It's a great, I would yeah, not, I, mean, yeah. I, I think it's like a B-plus to me. I, I'm entertained and I would You watch, you would walk watch out of, like, to me, like, a Marvel movie, you're like, damn. Yeah, I so, watch like, Captain America movie. 2, I want to watch it again. Yeah, yeah that was no, awesome. I want to watch the next movie. You know, yeah, yeah, I want to watch that movie again and also whatever Marvel comes next, sure. Yeah. This one, I'm like, yeah, it's really good. It's nice. I don't dislike it, but the thing is, it's Fox is very... It's not as, uh, they don't seem, you know, you don't, you don't get the sense of what's coming next per se. Like Marvel has its plan, so you have some level of expectation, right? Mm -hmm. um, whereas Fox, you're like, okay, I think we're just going to get another X movie at best. So I, it's hard for me to be excited about something that I don't know what's going to happen, right? Uh, aside from hopefully another next movie. So. They're, they have a plan though, right? Mark Miller is like playing head of their whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That guy. <laughs> Marvel, what, what series is that? Um, so the X movie. So uh, Fox owns the, the, the rights to the. Oh, the next movie, yeah. So, and it's apparently the only one doing it, doing well for them, because um, they they own the Fantastic Four rights too, which is like that blue. Yeah, that's blue. another topic for another discussion. So, unless there's other stuff we want to wrap up our talk What's about. What's the name that you had in mind? What? Or, or oh no, I, don't, I was just kidding. The, the geek cast? No, nothing. Oh, oh no, I think it was the Asian. Cr 
Ku Klux Klan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to get in on recording. <laughs> so we can um, we can either do this offline or now. Uh, we've got everybody's uh, review, so to speak. We can see if we want to meet again. I'm happy to kind of do this again in you know yeah. two or three weeks. But what what do we want to talk about next time? I think movies are most accessible to all of us because you know most of us probably have watched the same movie. Um, Let's wait for a Guardians. Let's get pizza and beer. Guardians of the Galaxy. We can do, yeah, we'll do Guardians. Guardians. So why don't we I'll do be, Guardians I'll be for sure. <laughs> I was going to, but Arthur said I couldn't. I didn't say you couldn't. I just <laughs> said it's on <laughs> you. It's a room without a window. Let's I think it's on you if you want to bring it in. I'm, I'm not going to like condone or deny you. Let's use a Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. Only IT senior staff can go out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the corner. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, so we should, do, we should definitely do Guardians. Sorry, sorry. So we'll definitely do Guardians for sure. Once everybody had a chance to watch that, but we should also do another movie. So maybe we'll we'll, we'll I'll list some movies offline. Let's bash Captain America. Wait, we're gonna go back to older movies. Oh, well, not too old, but maybe like the past two to five years. Star Trek. It could be it could be science fiction. It could be a comic book movie. All right, Star Trek. I could talk Star Trek. Race. I could do that. I could you know. I could talk could about do... Captain America. I'm hearing yeah, Cap. Rise or whatever. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is fantastic. Yeah, I heard that was good too. I read the review last night. The summer. That's what I hear. I'm I heard the review was pretty good. I was actually surprised. Yeah, I yeah. I wasn't gonna watch it theaters, but I think I will now. Exactly. I heard the same. I was actually gonna text you last night about that. Yeah. I'm like, what I was the like, heck? I wasn't gonna watch it. I was like, whatever. All like, these all this feedback I've been hearing is actually really good. Um, so. And Matt Reeves, I, I, I'm, he's a good director. How about the Spider? I haven't seen either of the new Spider Man's. No, I haven't either. I haven't bought it. Uh, no, 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 you're not missing anything. Yeah, no, and this is a Spider Man yeah. fan you're talking to, too. It's, you're not missing anything. Oh, I'm fast. I didn't bash it. Second movie. You can watch it, too. Matt is a new podcast about how. So. So we can t- we can maybe decide. I'll throw out some ideas for, for our podcast before the Guardians. We'll do Guardians for sure. You can stop this now. I think so. 